God's just experience. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Conscious Experience. I am your host, Therese, and this is our 23rd episode. This episode will be featuring my good pal, Matthew. This EP was truly spectacular. We discuss the current war on human consciousness, escaping the matrix, tactics used to divide and conquer humanity, and much, much more. We also have a new sponsorship with Hassan Kultur. Conveniently reinvent yourself. If you're into the latest fashion, please hit them up at HassanKultur at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-S-A-N-C-O-L-E-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. You can also text them or call them at 904-662-9596 for the latest style. They're your best bet. Transition. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 23. The man is finally here. The most interesting human being I know to date, Matt H. What's good? How do you got to inflate my head? It's already big enough. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Dude, about time I got you on on this platform, man. It's been a long time coming. A long time, man. What's up? How you been? Just living life, man. Just a lot of stuff going on. Just, you know, working with school graduated now, working at the chiropractor's office. I just have a lot of new things coming my way, you know, kind of just fit everything in place and see, you know, what kind of opportunities I can make with it. Awesome. So you, you obviously you do like massage therapy. What got you, got you into that? I mean, initially it was more of something just like everything in my life that seemed to really just work out. It was something I fell into. I started going to school and taking classes, you know, just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what would be a good path for me to take, you know, in order to end up successful at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more I found myself doing that, the more I found myself doing things that I didn't really want to do. It was more or less just what would be the easiest path of resistance for me. Um, and then I just took a couple classes at that massage school at uh, Palm Beach State and fell in love with it, man. I just found myself more in tune with people like I've always been wanting to find. Um, even though, of course, you know, you never find, you know, perfection. You know, if you're looking for perfection, you're going to be disappointed. But, yeah. you know, the closest thing to that um, that, ni- that niche that I wanted to find, you mm-hmm. know, in order to feel like I was doing something that was actually worth doing. And uh, that's where it brought me. Yeah. I mean, it's very important to, to find that to find that passion. There's so many people who are doing things that they hate, 
that they regret and and over the years it, it drains you into to a grain of salt like you're you're basically a shell of yourself so for you to find your passion at such an early age is like a blessing yeah i would say it's a passion got you the passion i believe we can all have many passions depending <laughs> on what stage yeah, we are in our lives and where we are you so, know so like I mentioned earlier, you're an interesting character. You're one of, my, one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth. And you have plans of getting an RV and uh, going off the grid. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to actually convert out a van, um, a Mercedes Sprinter van, and uh, pretty much just do the whole like like a tiny house on wheels in order to gain financial freedom and stability by not having our pockets constantly strained by bills and by unnecessary expenses. We're going to strip down everything that we have down to the bare necessities and mm. kind of just learn to live as simple as possible, but then also with as much you know into our future as possible without having to waste anything. Absolutely. There's something about that when you, you know, graduate high school or in my case, graduate college and then all of a sudden bills just come out of nowhere and you and you're kind of trapped in this web because you have debt. Yes. Yeah. And if you continue on that path, you get kids, you buy a house, you get a mortgage, you still got student loans to pay. Now you got a car payment, et cetera, et cetera. You get into this rut where you cannot escape, and you're like two hundred fifty thousand dollars trapped in debt. You got a job that's paying you maybe sixty, eighty thousand dollars, and you keep buying buying pretty things. <laughs> it's the American dream. <laughs> now, why is it a dream? Because <laughs> you have to be asleep to believe it. Of I, course. Hey, hey, jewels, jewels, jewels. Always. <laughs> where they are, where they can be. Yeah, man. I. That's total boss. Like. You fucking getting uh, a a sprinter van and just like I've I've never heard anybody say anything like that. Like that's that takes balls. I mean, it's a lot more common than you might think, man. I mean, there's a lot of people that are growing up in our generation nowadays that are just getting tired with the day to day routines. Mm -hmm. You know, the 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 programming and the the way that we're taught to think and believe life ought to be through the generations by how our parents were raised by their parents and their parents down to us. Yeah. You know, we're kind of just following in their footsteps. But I think, you know, everybody gets to this certain point in life and with, you know, people where they realize that, you know, everybody's just trying to figure this shit out and everyone's just trying to figure out what, you know, path to take, what's the right move to make. Yeah. You know, and what, what this is all about, you know, and until you figure that out for yourself, you know, that that's why you find so many people who want to just, belong to something or mm -hmm. you know yeah. fit themselves into a box in order to feel like you know everything is uh gonna be okay yeah you know, rather than question those things yeah I, I definitely feel that i mean I, I i our generation i feel a lot of people are starting to wake up and realize that the nine to five life is completely bullshit brie she graduated from college three semesters ago with a, with a bachelor's in uh, criminal criminal law and she uh worked at a law firm for maybe two or three months and she was like what like i'm gonna be at a desk all day under fluorescence light mm -hmm. having a jackass as a boss filing paperwork that has nothing to do with human civilization i'm not making the world better i'm just another number in some company that doesn't give a fuck about me and you're asking me to file paperwork nine to five no thank you she walked out and quit and now she's doing her own thing and i think a lot of people 
in our generation are going to begin to do that. It's going to be so many entrepreneurs, so many people getting the van and, and, and making a house out of it and, and doing their own thing. And you, if you ask me, I would rather do that than settle down and work a nine to five. I don't know how our parents did it. I don't know how our grandparents did it, but I'm telling you right now, that is not the life for me. I feel you, man. I mean, you know, I, I definitely, I don't think that the human body or the human being as it is was meant to be in a box. You know, if you think <laughs> yeah. about you know, from a young history of our species, they talk about us as Cro-Magnum where we used to go out and hunt mammoths with spears, you know, and have this, you know, society, but, you know, it's transformed into all of this because of technology and the way that culture has kind of evolved throughout humanity. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always been a more along the lines of controlling what people think, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you control what people think, you got them. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like having that, it's that saying of the best prison is being in prison, but you can't see the bars and think you're free. Yeah. Not where you're behind bars and locked in a cage. Let me ask you something. I see symbolism as like some powerful entity that really um, attacks the subconscious. And so when I look at huge corporations like Bank of America, Mm -hmm. their emblem is this like square and like the beginning part is like blue. So it's like the entrance and then the last three parts of that square is like red and it's like a mouse trapped in a box Mm. but i don't think people are thinking on that type of frequency but there's so many like symbolic signs that even with the colors yeah yeah there's so many images that that hold that symbolic sign of just like entrapment i feel like Mm. entrapment and also symbols are for the initiated and the uninitiated to not see it's the saying of the best place to hide something is in plain sight. So you see it all around you all the time and the subconscious mind picks up a hundred percent of all of that information. But if you're actually aware of it, it doesn't affect you the same way. So that's the thing for the initiated, you would see something like that because you're aware of it. It doesn't have that same subconscious effect on you Mm, versus people who are walking around. <laughs> Everything is just attacking them. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they have absolutely no defense. So they're just a complete product of their environment oh. in that sense. Oh, man. And I feel like the best like way to, I guess, like break that down or even just to like give a good example, it's like, it's like if you're trying to hide something in plain sight, you already know it's there. But like the person that, you know what I'm saying? Like, say if you. You have like something hiding and they're just walking around not even noticing it. And you're just like in your head, you're like, oh, are they gonna, you know, are they ever gonna notice it? So it definitely like affects you differently, I feel like. It affects you differently, but it, it's 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 the core of what mind control actually is. Because if you think about it, that's Hollywood's game to control what people you know, Hollywood and politics and religion and all that, of course, but yeah. mostly it's in Hollywood's game. And they do that by putting all of that shit in your face all the time. Yeah. But then if something were to actually happen, mm-hmm. like in real life, <clears throat> you wouldn't believe it mm. because it's in movies and sci-fi and yeah. it's far-fetched. Yeah. So anybody who comes out and speaks about those things is instantly going to be seen as a crazy person. Oh. And also, so, it's like it's if you anxiety. see it in a movie, your mind doesn't know that those – like visions aren't real like if you go into a movie theater and watch a movie you feel all those emotions as if it is real you know what i'm saying and so like if it were to happen you've already been you've already been through you've already felt it so like 
if crazy things were to happen, you're already kind of desensitized. So you've already technically experienced it. Exactly. So do you feel that this is a thought out plan that higher level people have initiated to desensitize the public, to brainwash the public? Or do you think this is a mass coincidence of technology advancing? Okay. So my, my thought process on how all that works, I mean, it's easy to, I mean, being the people we are and the lives we are, I mean, I'm not in any sort of position where I'm exposed to you know, top secret information and yeah. things that are going on behind the scenes. So in that sense, I could believe that, you know, the worst is possible, mm -hmm. but I'm going to hope for the best in that sense. Um, but with regards to that being said, I mean, it's, it's because you can't control it either way. So it, what I would kind of rationale it to is that more likely it's the result of the direction that we've been going for the past probably 200 years mm -hmm. in the country um, and as you know just a, a species in general we've had a lot of wars we've advanced greatly in technology over yeah. the past 200 years that a lot of people can't really even explain the jumps that we've made mm -hmm. with regards to the technologies that are now available to us and these aren't tested or researched things mm. These are things that are very, very new. So the long term mm -hmm. effects of them aren't studied. Yeah. And people like they do find ways to abuse everything. <clears throat> yeah. So I can't blame people in power as much as I can blame people themselves. Mm. But again, yeah, we have all of the disadvantages of the separation of social classes, mm -hmm. language barriers skin colors religion religion political viewpoints yeah borderlines based on states some people yeah. fight over turf just because they're from a different block yeah you know so at the end of the day it's the it's the division and the separation of people to be able to combine themselves and unify for a greater good that keeps things going the way they are yeah until to until enough people unify and care about something, mm -hmm. nothing's ever going to happen. Well, that's the biggest issue with our society. It's 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 me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel even back, maybe back, especially back in our parents' day, it was more of a society have your neighbors back type, look over your neighbors back. Yep. And I feel like we have a regret regressed in that certain aspect as far as humans coming together and and fighting for a common goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just the. There's a lot of divide and conquering going on. I yeah. mean, there's so many different things you have to check mark just to make sure that you and another individual are going to be okay with each other. Did you vote for Donald Trump? Did you vote for Obama? Are you Christian? Are you Muslim? All this, all this crazy shit that a lot is man-made already. And, and, a, and a lot of it's just bullshit and people are picking sides. And I think that's just part of human nature. It's, it's, it's just natural to want to, a uh, groups to want to circle around the alpha and in this case, the alphas would be the people who are rich, billionaires, right, who have the power. And just circle around them and glorify them as, like, the leader. We always want to look to um, a, a more powerful entity that could be God, that could be 
the president that could be someone who's locally rich or someone who's rich on a big scale like Warren Buffett. And it's just it's just so weird that we have not figured out the shit yet. We haven't figured out a society where there is no corruptions in in the on the governmental level and people are, are are not able to come together and look out for the common good of the of of everybody's health and and just the whole society because everybody's yeah. too worried about making ends meet in their own life man yeah i mean plus i feel like you know a lot of that a lot of i feel like a lot of it's very like superficial because i feel that you know everything is more deeper than just society and end goal because at the end of the day I feel that whatever powers that be all start with a mentality and a mindset Um, because at the end of the day I mean regardless like I feel like nobody really knows what they're doing you know what I'm saying we're all just here placed on earth like chickens with their head cut off you know what I'm saying we all need some type of direction and I feel that the people that are in power or people that are always going to be in power are always people that are great at communicating, great mm-hmm. at, you know what I'm saying, providing a vision and direction for people. And so when it comes to, like, where did certain things start or, you know, um, who's in control, I feel like it all starts where everything started, which is in the mind. And so I feel that, you know, there will never be, you know, not corruption or like i don't think anything is going to be all good or all bad and i don't think it's ever i don't think that's what this is it's not supposed to be that i feel like there's a balance yeah there's always gonna be a balance and like yeah and so it's like i feel like what earth what this whole experience is is going to be you know everything you know what I'm saying? Like a roller coaster of everything, whether it's pain and pleasure, you know, uh, tr- trauma, you know what I mean? All these all these things is what being a human is, you know what I'm saying? Like we can personify what it's like to be um, a human as far as like if an animal were to, kind of like how all the Disney movies are, you know what I'm saying? They kind of personify the lives of cats, dogs, lions, you know what I'm saying? But like I don't think they even experience that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think they even can, you know, have this type of experience. So, like, from what I can tell, we're, like, the highest form of life or, or being. But I feel like it's really just to experience things. And so when it goes to, like, technology and things like that, I feel that. Um, have y'all seen, like, like, the movie The Matrix? Um I like I feel like so I just feel like there's always like an inner working of like a greater picture because like things fall in line without like I guess like subconsciously. So like if if whenever you're in an airplane you look down and it's nighttime and you're over a city, that shit looks like a fucking circuit board. In the matrix, one of the overarching themes was that Neo was basically like a false prophet in the end and like the story just kind of like recon like uh restarted every time every time like neo technically like won it like restarted and so i feel like that may be what has been happening in a sense as far as just like 
consciousness and society. So like right now we're progressing at like a fast rate. We have technology, but at some point it's going to hit that point where we all just like restart and almost like history in itself from like, what we know, we all know like every society or every age had its heyday and everything restarts. And there's like a dark age where it's like, you know, we all think they're just like stupid or unsmart or weren't as capable as we are today. You know what I'm saying? But like, what if it all just kind of like resets, but like our souls are still kind of like come back or like in a whole different aspect. I don't know if that if that is. <laughs> You're talking about reincarnation and stuff now, man. Well, because like, I feel like, you know, our souls never die. And so like you'll see people that look like or act like like if you look maybe like your great great grandfather or something like that you may look just like him you know what i'm saying but you're in a whole different age and you know what i'm saying like because even with like astrology you know what i'm saying like about even things. that whole thing like there's a there's a probability that a hundred years from now there's gonna be somebody just like me you know what i'm saying just in a whole different age you know what i'm saying but like still has the same type of like ambitions drives but just in a whole different environment in a whole different age but they have the same you know birth chart as me you know stuff like that there's a possibility that this shit's happening a hundred different times and a hundred different realities that overlap this one right now simultaneously <laughs> yeah the the uh, multi-dimensional the string theory. yeah <clears throat> that's so it my my fucking monkey brain came in wrap around the concept, That's especially especially brains aren't meant to yeah. wrap around everything. But there, <laughs> you you have scientists saying there's over ten dimensions, and and where the dimension that we're in is height, width, and um, depth. Right. And then in the fourth dimension, you add duration. So that's time. So if I was in a fourth dimension, I'll, if I look forward, I'll be able to see me in the casket, like my death. And if I were to look back, I'll be able to see myself in as a embryonic in, in the embryonic stage. It's like, what? Like, it's so crazy. And, and, and so it makes me think about death. Who the fuck knows what happens? Who the fuck knows what's going to happen after death? I do feel that this dimension earth where we're at right now is a testing ground i think we're supposed to learn certain things and i feel as if if you're if you're you're going to experience bumps in the road that's just human life right that's just that's just part of being a human you're going to have your ups and downs roller coaster we was talking about this before the podcast mm -hmm. but i feel ultimately if you stay tough and if you stick through and if you keep developing and progressing as a as a positive human being and, and you're completing out your life journey, you will eventually succeed past this dimension and, and maybe maybe live a life where there's added things like the fourth dimension. I'm not I'm not too sure, but I'm that's that's just like my guess because this dude, this life is just it's straight up like the matrix. Straight up. I mean we got Donald Trump as president. <laughs> yeah. you know that, that that just tells me that anybody be, can become a president you know it's just it's it's crazy to see that in iran life or like in china life is completely on a apocalyptical level but i'm sitting here with the glass of wine talking to two of my best friends you know what i'm saying yeah. chilling 
and it's just like what like what what are we living in like this this life is crazy and on top of that from a um from a universal point of view we're like the small blimp in our solar system and we're on this planet that's circling around this huge ball of energy that's giving out these radioactive wavelengths and we're just like we have consciousness and we're able to understand all that so it's just like okay this is just this is so complex this is so much and plus i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and nobody on this world know what the fuck they're doing they well, just feel like they the just... greatest way to confuse I feel like the greatest way to confuse people is to really try to overcomplicate things because it really doesn't even have to get that complicated. Because I feel like at the end of the day, it's it's simple, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's simple, but it's not easy, if that makes sense. Or it's simple, but it's not, you know, it's too complicated. Like, it's complicated, but it may not, because, like, at the end of the day, you just got to, like, live in a sense like <laughs> like you know you don't really gotta understand like how it works or why it works you kind of just gotta live in the now that was said very well yeah because if you think about it throughout time when people look to people to give them those sort of answers to the questions you're asking they would look to shamans religious figures churches to tell them what's going to happen to them after they die to make them feel better about the fact that their life has a limited span mm -hmm. on this earth. But it's true that nobody really knows what the fuck's going on. Nobody really knows why the fuck we're here. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you give you give life that purpose. You give life, you know, that that luster, you know, to it yeah. by figuring out what you were supposed to do here, or what you're yeah. supposed to do here. You know, and it's not to say that that's the, the thought that some people would fucking go crazy with and just you know, lose their minds thinking that, you know, there really is no rules or no guidebook to go by, Yeah. you know, but at the same time, you know, they, they talk about the whole, you know, heaven and hell concept throughout yeah. many different cultures. And when we talk about um, that in terms of consciousness and conscious existing before and after, you know, this life, this, this vessel that we're currently inhabiting, um, you know, if we had all the knowledge that we came here and forgot throughout the lifetimes that we've spent learning this stuff and being on these planets, heaven and hell would be less of a place and more of a state of awareness mm -hmm. based yeah. on your decisions, actions, and accomplishments in this lifetime. Yeah. And then dying and realizing now in your full consciousness that you spent your whole life wasted fucking around or yeah. being a fucking shithead yeah you know that would yeah. be more hell than you know spending it yeah you know? i i think a lot of people think their life their their internal consciousness ends when their physical body ends as well and i think that it's the biggest fear yes yeah, the biggest fear but i think that's the ego that's that's talking i feel as if this universe is so complex and this in this and life itself is so beyond us that we can't we can't even begin to contemplate what's going on and, and, and like b said i think i think at the end of the day you just got to try to live your life as best as possible you know it's fun to think all doom and gloom it's fun to talk about conspiracy theories like 9 11 freemasons and all that stuff but at the end of the day man you're not going to change uh you're not going to be able to change your life or anyone's life mm-hmm by yeah. letting that be your sole experience. My, my, That's the negative. Yeah. So where is the positive? The positive is your power that you already have inside of you. 
to yeah. change your life and your reality by what you think, what you feel, and what you do on a daily basis. That's what Brian was talking about earlier about having uh, being like the sentient beings that we are on the planet and having the conscious experience that we do. A we've, conscious experience. We've built yeah. this society, we've built this culture and removed ourselves from our roots, which initially was the forest around us, the mountains, the rivers, the trees, and the animals. Yeah. Who have a greater connection to the earth and its energy than we do. Oh, yeah. Because they don't complicate things like yeah. we do. And if you notice, whenever you interact with, with animals on any sort of level, the kind of unconditional love that they give to us is something that I find missing from most interaction in human beings. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody just like somebody nowadays just to like yeah. them without a, you know, a reason or a physical attraction or yeah. whatever it is. You know what I mean? What happened to liking people just for them? You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody wants something nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think when you look at the financial space of where we're at and how most people are living paycheck to paycheck, that's where their mind state goes to kind of that me, me, me type of thing. Survival. It, survival. Where, where the people are literally in a, a survival mode. I feel, I definitely feel like we're missing out on the language of earth because if you yeah. think about it, we are, we are distracted with so much. It could be emails, social media, phone, work, kids, et cetera, et cetera. We're so distracted that we're missing out on all this information that on the life. world we're missing out on life, but we're also missing out on the, the, the language of what the world is trying to portray to us. There was this thing where animals were, there was like 98% of animals escaped uh, when this volcano erupted because they left like weeks prior. From the zoos. And yeah, all that. yeah, yeah. And, and they, they were able to understand and hear Earth. You know changes in ex frequencies, magnetic yeah, exactly, pole exactly. You know, but polar. meanwhile, thousands of people didn't even know. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like we're definitely missing out on a frequency. There's mm -hmm. definitely a frequency yeah. that's given out, and we're missing out. And I think that goes for everything. There's so there's so much shit flying around our heads that we're just not picking yeah. up. We're not even capable to even comprehend. It's right yeah. in front of our face. Well, I, I, I want to before I forget this. I definitely want to make a point. Um, so one of the points is that I feel like, yeah, right now we're all caught up in like self-preservation, just like, you know, like, for example, um, a leech, you know, can be seen as a bad thing or a snake can be seen as a bad thing, but they don't mean any harm. They're just, that's what, the, that's what their role is. They're in, into self-preservation. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like what a parasite is. They're, they're not bad or good. It's just, that's their role. As just preserve themselves yeah. and so when i think about like us as human beings um right now what i feel like is the real root is that we're too absorbed in the flesh of everything like we're too concerned about like the the physical of what's going on when most of this existence and reality is in the unseen so like when we talk about like psychedelics and things like that, like the reason why what I was saying before is that everything is not as complicated as it seems it's because a lot of things that are going on has to do with like vibrations, light. It's not really tangible as what is like we think, oh, yeah, we can just go to another planet, this and that. I feel like low key, a lot of those things are facades because 
when you take psychedelics and you hear people's trips and when they take DMT and things like that, a lot of these things aren't tangible things. They're places that you can go in your mind in a sense. And so I feel like that's what animals have. You know what I mean? Like they have that innate, like they're in tune with what's going on. But yet we were able to basically like break away from that and focus on bullshit or maybe get in in enticed or finessed into thinking about things as like, you know, it's only cut and dry, you know, it's only only things that are real or things that I can touch or see. But like you know, based off of what we have right here, like we only we only can see what the light touches and not even like the other waves of light or frequencies. You know what I'm saying? So it's like way deeper than this simplistic life, but I feel like we try to overcomplicate it, if that makes sense. Because like yeah. what we're what we're like what we're able to do as being human beings, we basically are just like in like a playground because we can literally do anything in this realm. You know what I'm saying? That's why this isn't all it is, is because like, you know, it could be a testing ground, it could be whatever, but like we probably just somehow created this shit just to do whatever in a sense you know what i'm saying because like um it all starts from inside so i feel like i feel like i don't i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but um i definitely feel that like it's just crazy to think that regardless if you don't know why you're here on earth you can decide and tell you can you can choose why you're here on earth you know what i'm saying like you don't really need anybody to tell you your answer. You decide it for yourself. Like you, you have that potential to decide it for yourself and recreate yourself at any, at any, yeah. That's the recognition of our own power that we have the free will to create whatever reality we want. Yeah, but try to tell that to kids who are in third world countries where they they're not even educated to the point where they 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 don't even know what free will is. Life to them is um, survival mode. Life to them is getting ice that from 30 I mean, miles away from their village like we're all surviving the best like, time and the worst time to be alive mm. because we live in a place where there are still people starving in the dirt and dying of disease for no reason because they can't afford or get medical attention because there's too much money involved in the industry or because they live in a part of the area where nobody gives a fuck about them but at the same time we do also have opportunities in places where you could literally do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. If you have the right idea, the right mindset, and the right work ethic. And it's possible. So, yes, it's the worst and also the best time to be alive. And what I will say about that is, too, is that I've watched a lot of interviews of people who go over to those places and give money to foundations who funds for schools and hospitals and stuff for children and, and, and youth and like places like Afghanistan and Iran and in, in uh, like Somalia and places like that. And they may have an existence where as Americans, because we enjoy the standard of life we do, would consider them primitive or you know disadvantaged. But then as well, they appreciate the simple things in life exactly. far more than we do because mm. they have far less. So who's to say that our way of life is any better than theirs? Exactly. Or that any any happier than they are. Exactly. Wow, wow. I mean, and I don't, I, I I haven't thought like that. I don't think a lot of people 
have either. I mean, that's you hit a perfect point. And they're probably more in tune as well. If, if you think about it, they're probably more in tune with nature. With their own well, experience. Think, think about this. Think they're about in tune this as with well. their own experience, man. Exactly. Everyone... Like, my bad. I have to cut you off. Okay. Like... No, you're good. You're good. Go, go, go. But it's like, you're, you know, it's like when you think about it, bro, it's like the simple life. You know, you can look at it like, oh, I'd rather have this, rather have that. But like when it comes down to like the core foundation of what, you know, an experience is, whether it's like being with your loved ones, you know, like, for example, you know, hurricane season, any any or or, or, or a loss of a loved one. That's like, unfortunately, in most cases, those are the only times where you're really with your loved ones without any restriction. You know what I mean? Like um, me, for example, like say right now. Okay, um, say our family, but say all of our families right now live in Florida, or they only live maybe like an hour, a couple of hours away from us, right? We could be three thousand miles away, and we still see them, the, you know, the same amount of time, just based off of what we're restricted to, as far as like having to go to work, having you know other obligations, and so with that, it's just like being in the opposite of that being in point in times where you're able to really experience people and experience life itself because you know you like in certain situations when it's life and death you don't take life for granted and i feel like that's what we unfortunately do and overcomplicate things here in america or in a lot of you know uh first world countries compared to in third world countries the point is we're not humble enough man so I feel- people aren't yeah. humble enough mm-hmm I feel like there, it's more genuine, you know, it's more genuine life because they can genuinely be happy. They don't have to compare themselves or, you know, if nobody has anything, you know what I'm saying? Or if I just feel like it's more community based, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where that's what separates, you know, third world or not even third world country, but just like mentalities because Everybody knows, you know, regardless if you're in America or any first world country, you're there because of the opportunity that there is to make money. And once you have that money, you lose those principles. So, you know, any immigrants that come here, you know, that first generation, you know, they're grinding, they don't really care. They're just making a way out for their families. That next generation after them, they get more and more privileged and Americanized to where it's just like the same type of work ethic that kept that, you know, family-owned restaurant going isn't there anymore and they're you know bougie and you know yeah but see it wasn't the opportunity that did it to them it was the society the culture man the way of life the way that we're living it you know so in essence people are being programmed to Uh think a certain way based off the way our society has been built up by every single bit of information that you're being attacked by 24-7, whether it's TV, teachers, political figures, your fucking parents, everyone, everything. So if you're some 17-year-old kid or if you're in, like, in, your, in, you're your, in your 20s, <laughs> okay, but if you're in your 20s or some, some young kid, what – how do you there's – no, there's no roadmap. No one has one roadmap to success. You know, everybody's life roadmap is so different. I don't know what it is, man. What would you advise to a 17-year-old, like, what to do? What would you say? say? I just say everything. Yeah, it's just about information and just, like, you can evolve. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, always keep that in mind. Like, just because you think a certain way now doesn't mean you'll think that way 
five years from now. It's, it's just right. experience the journey. I bet you all three of us could look back on times in our past and our youth where we're like, what the fuck was I thinking, man? I was an idiot. Oh, <laughs> I man. You, man. Yeah. I was such a dummy. I mean, no. I was just, I was really naive. Um, so you got, naive. Let, let, let's see. I'm going to paint the picture. Small town boy, born in Mississippi, ra- and then raised in a small town in Michigan. And it's just like, when you live in places like that, there's really there's really like no culture like you have no there's like the same idea church work live good and you're going to heaven if you don't do those things you're going to hell and it's the type of mindset that i feel is stuck to a lot of places unfortunately around this world and it's just like you never have that ability to question question things uplift yourself enlighten yourself and make yourself a conscious human being i feel like we've gotten away from the spiritual side in life a lot of times and when you, when you become spiritual i'm not talking about crazy hippie shit but I'm, I'm i'm talking about going inside yourself breaking down barriers and understanding who you are and are you a positive force on this world or a negative force being able to break down your personality be able to break down your behaviors and, and and understand that you could be you could potentially be a great human being with great stature and great power if you do the proper work. And that's just one example of tapping in that spirituality. There's so many different things that people do with spirituality, like crystals or um or they are taught. I don't know, like talking with the ancestors or angels, like there's so many different crazy things that you could do. But I feel like spirituality and its whole totality of things really enlightens you on certain aspects of life that will totally increase the quality of life and make you more aware. But the truth is, it's a different path for everybody. It is. Or if it's the same path for everybody, because it would mean that everybody, just like all of the great gurus of our time that had all of those special abilities to unite people and cure the sick and walk on water all that would mean is is that those individuals were just more realized human beings Mm -hmm. and that they were more in touch with the full you know potential of them their their being you know their 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 soul whatever i don't know what what you would call it in that sense but that's that's again more far-fetched like you said there's a part to spirituality in that sense that Everyone has their own path exactly or they're at their own pace yeah. on the path. And that's what I feel people it's one of our biggest things when it comes to interacting with each other cohesively that we have to learn to master because communication in its sense is something that, you know, when you talk about psychedelic experiences and being able to put the ineffable into words. You know, mm-hmm. having those type of realizations about the universe and about life and what you're saying, you know, having past life experiences, yeah. or out of body experiences and going places in your mind or, you know, just having experiences that once you have them, you can't really look at things the same yeah. way anymore, you know, and it changes who you are. And, you know, but then what you're told through society to think about drugs and yeah. you know what their effects are but then you know of course they give you a bunch of bad ones to throw into the mix that <laughs> yeah you know definitely throw you for a loop so and you know 
so constantly. It's it's one more of the back to the same things we were just saying about you know they're being they're attacking you on every level. They're attacking you emotionally. They're attacking you physically. They're attacking you spiritually. You know, on every intellectually on every level, you know, you're being attacked. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that's just kind of you know the the game. So it is, and and learning that this is all kind of an illusion, exactly. and learning. To yeah, yeah. They say uh, anything the light touches, yeah. anything the light touches. But I I feel like people who become spiritual, they all have one thing in common, in which they realize that they have a life journey. They're conscious of that, and that's one thing I really appreciate appreciate about gaining a just that that perspective of spirituality. I realized that I have an objective to complete on this world. And um and yeah man, I'm 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 very happy but going back. So do you guys think we can settle the fuck down as as like a whole civil civilization maybe take some psychedelic mushrooms or some you know, psilocybin mushrooms or some psychedelics like acid and really just come together and realize that we don't have to make this hard for ourselves. Realize that we don't have to fucking put taxes on things. The whole system of the buy and sell is just just dumb. Like we have it's it's outdated. Our our political system is outdated. This is shit that they created, you know, during settlement days when there was 13 colonies. Like as humans advance and progress and our mind starts to um, open up different things like laws and regulations, the way we deal with society, the way we deal with one another, those things have to uh, be regulated and progress as well. Mm. See, but what you're talking about, the increase in the mind, it's not the mind in which we need to advance in. We're very intellectual beings as it is. We've closed off our hearts. That's that's where we need to advance the most if we're going to unify. No unification comes from people trying to be intellectual. It just results in one person trying to be more correct or, you know, be one over the other. That creates superiority and inferiority. It's through love and acceptance, you know, not not through anything that's because that's the only thing through that will people feel enough to want to do it. You know, you have to make that's the that goes back. You have to make them want to do it. You know, otherwise people aren't going to want to do shit. They want to do what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most definitely, man. Most definitely. But um, you said uh, earlier because I've, I've spinning in my head with the spirituality thing. What I want to know what um so hippy dippy spirituality to you. What have you encountered with that? I've counted all. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I've counted <laughs> some crazy shit, like just some like out there far thinking, mm -hmm. um, that that really doesn't make sense. You can go on the internet and it can get pretty far pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, but that's the other side of the spectrum. You can get lost in that, and oh, yeah. you'll be the same as someone who's lost in a system exactly. who's operating, you know. And so it's just. For the biggest fear for me is to make sure that I have the right state of mind. I'm completing out what Therese needs to complete out in this in this time frame, in this dimension. And I'm being the most kindest human being possible. 
as far as myself, like I, I, being the best Therese possible, being the the happiest, the most kindest Therese possible. Those are those are three things that I I hold dearly to my core because I just feel that's vital. I feel like that's just as a human, that's something that should be like baseline, almost like the heart thing. You should have a heart. Like we should care for each other. You should be able to say, "Yo, I love you, Matt." you need anything bro please come by the crib and vice versa it that's how life should be shouldn't be this tough shit where you know bro fuck you know i'm i'm this and i'm because you're faking at the end of the day mm-hmm. those you, are masks we wear exactly you're being yeah you you've you became brainwashed by the shit that you watch and you listen to and you adopt it to to that your behaviors adapted to that we forgot the core man <laughs> i really I, I really feel as if we forgot our core values at the end of the day hmm. but there is this 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 race to discover them with the with the popularization of weed of psilocybin mushrooms and people taking those and really articulating their experience as if it's opening their mind and enlightening them to a, another to another mindset that's just totally beneficial for them mm-hmm. So like you guys said, it is a homeostasis. It is a balance in this life. You have certain people who think a certain way and you have other people who think another way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the key is to just do you, man. Yeah. And if you influence people along the way, that's the best you can do. It's not your job to put the weight on the world on your shoulders to try to make the change and be the revolutionary leader. <laughs> uh, shout out to Michael Max. Yeah, those are the people who get shot and get killed, unfortunately. Yeah. So is there, but their work is not done in vain, though, because their of work. Not. Those ripples go through forever. Yeah. Because there's people that will always remember them. Those are people yeah. who are truly, you know, it, and it's sad to say that, you know, those are those kind of things where you say everything happens for a reason. And it's like, wow, so they were meant to, you know, die. But it's like, you know, their sacrifice, no, will never be in vain. And, you know, they made, yeah. you know, changes. Everyone that does and stands up for those kind of values, you know, yeah. people always remember them. Yeah. You know, I feel like do. it's like that expression where, you know, you um, you can kill the messenger, but you can't kill the message. Yeah. Yeah. It's the legacy and, uh, that they leave. And I feel like that's 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 the thing. Like, it, I feel like, you know, once again, I mean, it's deeper than the physical because mm-hmm. all they were you know we're messengers it's not about you know living forever like regard like i feel that the message is always going to be more powerful than the person themselves like yeah we can look at them we can look at people as superheroes but we're all human they're all they're all gonna die regardless you know what i'm saying like when we look at people like kobe bryant nipsey um Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, Gandhi. Gandhi, you know what I mean? Like all these uh, influential pe- people in life, you know, you even look at the worst ones. You look at Hitler, um, you know, um, all you know, uh, shit, I can't think of his name, but one of those old, you know, people back in the day. Willie um, Lynch. What? There's tons of people, man. Socrates, <laughs> Plato. Um, Fucking I was thinking about the bag uh, uh, Alan Watts, Terrence McKenna. Yeah. And yeah. it's like Elvis, for example, Elvis like we can say I feel like we can say, like, you know, if they were still alive, you know, the world would be 
will be totally different, but it already is because of what they did. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to be a superhero. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's going to live forever, and we're going to watch one man literally change the world because on both ends of the spectrum, that's not how life works. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have your time here, and you max it out. You know, like, the worst of the worst had their time here, and it's gone. You know what I'm saying? The best of the best had their time here, leave their mark on the world, and they're gone. But like what they leave behind, like the, their ideas, yeah. live on. So let it's me like a- planting seeds. So let me ask yeah. you something. What happens when technology gets to a level where people are oh, forever in like this hive consciousness? The death doesn't exist anymore. Well, I don't think I, I personally you don't think so. Not before cybernet, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. What's <laughs> Terminator? Terminator? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, what what I really feel with like technology and what we like with this whole thing is, I mean, you know what? You know what they say? They say there's nothing new under the sun. So who's to know that this hasn't happened before or like, you know, as far as like technology, because I mean, like, yeah, we can be like, oh, yes, this is it's advancing at an incredible rate. Nothing like we've ever seen. But how do we know that like they haven't already been here or that type of shit hasn't already been going on to be like, hey, create us (laughs) in our subconscious. Like, say, what if an entity that maybe came into our subconscious and caused us to be you know, change our hearts, wanted a way to actually come into the 3D physical world. And we've created them through, like, technology and artificial intelligence really is that entity. Yeah. That's why the cultures like the Mayans and the Egyptian culture where you look at, you know, history from them and the the, the ability that they had to create these architecture like compounds that we can't even do today Hmm. you know plus it's like we're trusting the same entities that we don't believe to give us information on ancient cultures so (laughs) it's like you know what i'm saying like the same people that you don't trust are telling you that we're going to space and that you know so it's kind of just like you know it's like do you know like do we can we believe what they are telling us if we don't believe them like more conspiracy <laughs> what, you know what i'm saying like it's just like uh, you know you ever thought about it's that like the same people that you know prove, brother never <laughs> <laughs> that's the point of it that's the whole point of it all man and that's why it's not again conspiracies it's one thing to be aware of it's another thing to focus on them yeah, yeah. it's mm. not even worth it yeah. it's not and that's the same thing with the symbols as long as you're aware they don't affect you. Hmm. If yeah. you're unaware, then they affect you. That's the point. Do you? Yeah, but you do, do have to have Therese. Yeah, but you do have to have those Martin Luther King figures, those John F. Kennedy figures, where they stand up against the system, and their message lives on after they are long dead. Of course, yeah. we all I have that like, inside of us. Yeah, but can't I, we? Can't that we, doesn't mean you have to die. But can we? Yes, but can't we all come together though? That that's my thing. It's just it's just it's still hard to buy us so bad. No, <laughs> but it's just it's just hard to wrap my head around the fact that 
all these ideas, we have let all these ideas of personification, it be religion, it be um, your race, you know, it be what type of people you identify with, or do you hate gays, or are you are LGBTQ member. It's oh. just like it's like all these things have divided us, and the fact that we can't be reasonable enough to look through all this and unite together and figure this shit out, like mm-hmm. this powers and numbers. And I feel like me thinking like that, the older I get, is naive thinking. I get it, but it's just the the heart that I have. I want to see that happen so bad, and I feel like we have the potential for that to happen. It's just I hate I hate looking doom and gloom and saying oh that never happened or th- it's not I don't think it's doom and gloom bro it's just it won't happen overnight and it didn't happen overnight nothing happens overnight yeah just like the way of this getting here to where we are right now and the way that you know this didn't just happen overnight yeah but revolution as it's always been through history was never ever clean. Oh no, there's it's blood. always been bloody. Yeah, it's always been blood. Yeah. So you gotta if, decide if you wanna fight that fight. If history repeats itself, then you know, we can be the ones to change it, but only if that ever you know Yeah. There has to be enough people to set enough fires. Yeah. And it, for, also, for it to grow. I, I feel like it's like a movie, man. Like you just gotta you just gotta understand where you are. In time itself, where are we in time? What can we do in this point in time? You know what I'm saying? Like time is like, human perception. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. In, in this moment, because for example, like if because in in hindsight, if if someone were to put us back in the past 500 years ago, we know exactly what to do. You know what I'm saying? Because we were we'd actually be aware of what was in that point in time and what we could do and how we can max it out. And so I feel like I'll behoove, you know what I'm saying, or put that type of um, thought into our listeners as well. It's just like, do you realize what where you are in time right now? And like, because yeah. it's all, all of our, all of us, all of our lives are basically just like stories. You know what I'm saying? They're basically books. You know what I'm saying? And some, some make it to, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, well, you know bestsellers some make it to the green screen to the silver screen you know what i'm saying and some are just left dusty on the bookshelf and so i feel that you know like we just gotta because like even with like technology and where we are in 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 humanity i feel like it's always evolving so when you spoke about um you know we're missing our our hearts and our compassion um and when we look back at like what really mattered i guess throughout the evolution of just human beings in general like at one point it mattered how athletic and how strong you are now that doesn't matter now you know it's more about you know how intellectual you are you know what i mean it's shifting from that to I think it'll be about how human are you because now that there's going to be artificial intelligence and technology replacing the need for labor, the need to know everything, you know what I'm saying? What else do you have as a human being? You have your soul. And so, you know, with the idea of people wanting to live forever and potentially being able to, you know, um, connect themselves to the internet, you're kind of like, 
killing what makes you a human being. So I feel like there'd definitely be like a some type of, you know, pushback or some type of divide in that type of sense as far as just, you know, eventually you'll have to pick between, you know, potentially being a human and not being human. And what the human experience is dying. And I feel like people are afraid of that. Yeah, well, we're too worried about dying when we haven't even figured out what life is yet. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to live it, man. I don't want to spend it working towards something that ain't going to exist at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the big. That's the biggest trick. And I'm not going to be able to do that here. So what's your end goal, Matt? What, when you make enough money so you can so you can ride off into the sunset, what is the end goal for you? I mean, eventually, like I said, I don't believe humans are meant to be in a box, you know, and be put into boxes. I definitely want a place to call home in that sense. But then what that is to me has always changed over, you know, the years of as I perceived, you know, what it really was, what it really meant to have a home or, or be in a home. And I mean, you think about it, like we were saying, you know, you, we spend all of our time, you know, going to work, we do school, we have all these distractions and all these things. And at the end of the day, we, it's the money, you know, and we spend all this money on this place where, you know, we're really just coming to cook some food or rest our head for the night. Wow. And it keeps us trapped where we are. Our debt keeps us trapped where we are. Our bills keep us trapped where we are. So the only way out of that is to create a situation in which you can go wherever you want, you know, and have all those things that you would consider comfortabilities, I guess, or things that you can't have or be without to consider at a home, you know, like a bed, a shower, a toilet, you know, a table, mm -hmm. maybe some electricity, some lights. Mm -hmm. Other than that, what do you need? You know, what do you really, you know, a place to store your clothes and rest your head at night that's comfortable and safe. Yeah. And then you can go anywhere you want to go. Figure out anything you want to do every day if you can just pay the amount that you have for just a vehicle. Yeah. And then with the money you're going to save every month if you can figure out how to make a good amount of money with whatever job whatever side hustle whatever trade whatever online money making opportunity you can figure out you can save a lot more money mm -hmm. by not paying more than a thousand dollars a month in bills every month yeah and going wherever the fuck you want to go every day and doing whatever you want to do if you're dedicated and you can make the time and do you know and make the steps and have the plan like I said, it's the best time to be alive. Yeah. The worst right. and best time to be alive, depending on your perspective and what you do with it, what you do with your perceived time and we resources. Al we also got a lucky roll of the dice just being this current situation that we're in right now. Um, because we are we were born in a space and time where we saw we kind of saw the world without internet being the like the the major thing. Yeah. To now world where it's, we couldn't live without that yeah, shit. Yeah, you can't live I without that. I remember dial-up, man. Exactly. <laughs> I remember when cell phones were invented. Hell yeah. Um, the so, first razors. Yeah, the first razors. Yeah. You have you have kids now that are being born into a world where they have an iPad thrown in their face at age three, and and that's what they're gonna know. They're not gonna they're not gonna know what living is. Living to them is gonna be an entity within that technology. Oh yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's that's just crazy. I feel like that's our glitch in the game. And 
and we 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 realize that we we just see the bullshit that's mm-hmm. going on in life right now because it's happening right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, through the transition of what's going on. But don't misunderstand me when I say it or when I, I speak this way. And then the the things that we create, the technology, things about this culture, if they're used the right way with the right purpose, not what they are, you know, what the majority of people use them for, they can be helpful. They are useful. They can free us. Yeah. Or they can imprison us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it goes back to, ladies and gentlemen, it goes back to choice. You At the end of the day especially being in, born in a first world country like this or uh, being able to live in a first world country like this, you have the ability for the most part to choose, have free thought. And you can choose to enslave yourself into the system and be some typical business guy who has an acum- like a, a nice business acumen. And yeah, you make six figures a year and and you're the top salesman in your department, but not to shit on it. No, if that not makes to shit. you happy, you do you, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I'm saying there's other ways of living as well. There's always another way. And if you're someone who is not fitting in the system, and you're thinking along this line, there's other options to live out your life and still be financially free still be able to do what you want to do at a high level, be able to tra- travel and stuff like that. And we're young, man, and you can't be afraid to fail. It's, it's, I forget which person yeah, who it dude. was, man. It's, success, it's, it's that all successful people know that the path to success is not a straight line. You're going to fail yeah. on the road to success. Exactly. But those failures teach you what doesn't work and how to refine your craft and do things better and be better when you try the next time. Let me tell you something. And so, then you fucking yeah. hit it eventually, man. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. if you don't work towards it, like you said, you fucking put in the work. Yeah. If you don't put in the work, you don't get the results. No matter what it is. Yeah. Spirituality, finance, personal life, relationships, no matter what. Wow. Yeah. But there's also a balance to that too man yeah and it's not to take things too seriously yeah because yeah. at the end this is all just a game it is a game <laughs> at the end of the day it, it is definitely you're 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 totally correct because i feel like i'm such a perfectionist when it comes down to things i want things to be structured in a certain way if it's not that way i get agitated and that's something that i realize about myself and something that i am continuously working on i'm a huge self-critic of myself um, I, I try my best to ha- do personal assessments as much as I can possible um, to break that's, down. That's why like that's that. why failures is so important because you learn lessons. There's lessons in it. There are lessons in therapy because if that didn't even happen, you wouldn't even have thought anything about you know like getting better or realizing little things like that. And I feel like that's why failures. Are really just lessons like they're really just lessons along the way to success the same is to be said about the struggles that we go through in life yeah you know yeah. if we didn't go through those things we wouldn't be the people we are we yeah. might not be sitting here even <laughs> having this podcast yeah mm-hmm. yeah life life for sure is a roller coaster i i'm just totally relieved I was like in a a descending part of my life just a week ago, just not really, um, not really having the finances that I would need to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Kind of just living day to day 
with the small amount of money that I had left over because I saved and saved um, just to make sure that I was able to survive. And, and through the grace of God, um, I got my job that, that I'm working um, and, and, it's, and it's paying really good dividends. And I'm back in a comfortable place where I can provide my provide for myself comfortably. But I could have given up, dude. I could have given up. Those two weeks were rough. I got let go uh, from PF Chains, by the way. What? Yeah, I got fired. Why well, I say uh, like that? Oh, yeah, man. You got to tune into, <laughs> into the previous episode, man. What you doing, Matt? It's a what? I thought Garrett loved you. Oh, man. You see, you see how I said let go? Yo, no, no, I got... Do, I, for I, the podcast, I hope Garrett sees this. Fuck you, fuck you too, Pedro. You both are fucking drones. And you're going to work at the for the rest of your Holy life. Holy shit. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, it was fucking crazy, dog. I... It wasn't. They didn't fire me. Sean, was, I love you. Yes. Well, it, it was corporate. <laughs> it was corporate. No. Yeah. So what, guess they what? Came in? So this is what happened, bro. Um, I have a table, a party. As a as a waiter, if you have a party, that means you have like a large group of people who yeah. are most likely taking up your whole section. Right. Right. And so that's the case that I had. Where in the sixties? I had. Uh, I had. Um. I was like in the fifties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh God. And so they took up the whole the whole section or whatever and it was a pretty big check. Okay. Right? And so my 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 income is gonna depend on what they tip me. Oh no, Therese. Dude, now listen. You now, lost it, didn't no, you? No, 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 no. Right. So <laughs> you're actually gonna be surprised. All right, all right. Um this is season. The volume of the restaurant is at an all-time high. The kitchen is sucks. The kitchen sucks. You know how it was. Oh, of course. All three. Look, all That's two of you guys work. All That's two, terrible. All two of you guys work. So thirty minutes definitely... for six dumplings. Dude, Get out of here, bro. <laughs> dude, the appetizers. No <laughs> lie. Like, yeah, I used no to yell lie. at those idiots. Dude, no lie, bro. Do they fire those guys yet? Dude, I don't know. Oh I don't give a God. fuck, dude. Yeah, they they fired Kevin. What was his name? Yeah, no, not Kevin. The other guy. That other. Reason. Oh, Walt. No, no, the other one, the other guy, the Ooh. only other guy. Oh, the, no, dude, he he had such a bad attitude. Anyway, no. anyway, anyway, I know who you're talking about. Though. Almost fought with <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. So the ticket times and what what that basically means is how long how how long it takes for the food to get to the table. So the ticket times are at an all time high. Of course. And so about time. I, you know, I finished serving them and I gave them really good service because obviously they're my only table and mm-hmm. I feel very bad yeah. for the people. And I I ensure that I'm I'm ensuring the guests the whole time, refilling their water and 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 just checking up on them and letting them know, hey, your food will should be coming out. Just giving them constant yeah, you're, updates. You're a competent guy, so you know there's no way. So at the end, they pay and um the dude gives me a gift card. He gives me like two gift cards for the check. And after I swipe them, he had the the second gift card had like two dollars left on it, and he was like, "You can keep this gift card," and I'm like, "Okay, I know I know he's gonna give me cash. Like I know he's gonna give me a cash tip because you took me two dollars on like a two hundred fifty dollar check. Mm-hmm. Like that is just insane. Like usually as a server, you would get eighteen to twenty percent of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking." roughly at like 40 to 50 dollars mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so um so i'm looking and his family got up they're leaving and he's wrapping up and i'm not seeing any cash on the table so I, so i go to him and i say sir um was there anything wrong with the uh service how i 
I, I, you know, what's going on? And he was like, the service was absolutely horrible. Everything took forever to get. And I, and and I insured him. I'm like, sir, this is the season. You know, we're 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 have high volume. The kitchen's super busy. I apologize that you know the food and and he was like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like and and so and so I just leave that situation alone. You know, I, I cut ties with it. Obviously, I'm upset, but I'm not showing that to him or whatever. Mm-hmm. He emails corporate and says that because I came up to him, he felt threatened. He, he and he and he felt like he was in a hostile situation. And because he wrote that to corporate, there's something in the uh, the like the guidebook that explains if this situation happened, this automatic and termination or whatever so i got automatically terminated um from the company which is like it's it was bittersweet because it was a tough two weeks of not having employment Mm -hmm. but man i got a i got a big boy job you know Mm -hmm. i got i got i got i got lucky to get a job where i can well, yeah, you're and right. You're right. God. You're right. You're right. It's just a figure it's of speech. You, man. Yeah, it, it is. It's me, and it's, it's the positive forces that's it's the positive forces that surrounded me, and, and I and I give it. I give all the glory up to that it's transition. Man. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Transition as fine. It's closing of one door and the opening of one. I'm at a job that allows me. To, it's it's just it, it's. It's just freedom. Basically. It's not freedom, but like it's, it's just it's, it's way better. It's it allows way you to better. Do what you have to do. Do more. what I have to do more, and then also I can like listen. Like I can listen to podcasts. I have the ability to to like. It's like it's like it's the coolest job ever. That's where I'm at right Yeah, now. it's like ch- I work three days a week. <laughs> I make fucking a grand. Every week <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing. <laughs> nothing, bro. And so because I work for people at eight minutes yeah. at a time, maybe ten people a day, bro. I do oh, nothing. That sounds perfect. <laughs> the best thing about my job is the schedule. Though it is allowing me to do things that are going to eventually financially free me and, and are my or are things that I really and truly and genuinely enjoy to do, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and podcasting. These are going to be the things I'm going to do oh, in the future. And you know, you don't have to fucking be anywhere. You can pull up anywhere and put a hotspot on your fucking phone and run yep, a podcast, exactly, my dude. Exactly. You can go host with people all over the fucking country. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. My schedule is beautiful seven. Thing, my, my schedule is seven to three thirty. Jujitsu is at five. I mean, it's at six. Mm-hmm. And then through that break time, I'll eat or and work out, go to jujitsu, and I have some time to to uh, put in work with the podcast and the blog. And it's just like that's just it's a, that 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 to me is worth it. So. I just is it's a blessing. I I have no ill will towards anybody. I'm probably gonna show up to PF Change soon because I missed the fried rice. <laughs> Yo, I'm on the low, bro. I missed that Mongo beef so bad. That bro. shit was pretty hard. Bro. I'm not gonna lie, dude. That glaze <sighs> on it, like the scallions, fucking motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, really got me. Uh, I'll never go back though. You'll never go back. Never. I feel that. Unless it's the fucking dude. I fucking, dude, do you know what I did? <laughs> I, I I have like a, a slight memory. What what did you do? Bro, okay, so like, oh shit. No, this is on a podcast. Hold on. Okay, so I'm going to edit some of this. Okay. I'll tell you the rest of it off. But Got you. Okay, so basically, um, all right, hold on. I got to make sure <laughs> I do this right. Okay, okay. So th- basically, all right, shit was going sour for like 
a month or so after I came back because I had a week where I had to fucking take some time off um, to deal with some shit and go. I think I went on like vacation or something and then for like three or four days. So, no, actually, it was fucking legitimate, dude. I was at I was going to my school at massage school. Yeah. And I was doing a lot in clinicals. So I had a day where I, I did like four back to back therapy sessions on with people. And I was freaking tired, man. Mm-hmm. And my back was hurting. And I told Pedro that my back was hurting. And I had two days coming up that I was going to have off. But then I had, but the schedule already came out. And there was two other days that I already came off. One of them got picked up. And then the other one um, was like in limbo. Mm-hmm. And then I thought someone was going to pick it up. But then apparently they approved them for some fucking house shift instead oh, of my man. shift. So I ended up having to call out for that day. Mm-hmm. And because I called out two days, like in the same month, they counted that day as a third day. And if you mm. do that three days in a month, yeah. they put you on medical leave. Gotcha. Or a medical furlough or whatever the fuck. So yeah. I had to go to a urgent care clinic to get a doctor's <laughs> note to say that I could return to work. I had to pay $125 wow. to actually go back to work for these wow. assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like they called me and I told him, I was like, no, dude, I just need the day and I'll be back at work on Monday. Like, yeah. no problem. Just give me the day. And then he did that to me. And I got the, this letter and the mail and stuff to like try to like get wages and apply for like disability. And I'm like, man, you assholes, man. Wow. Did that shit to me so i came back because i needed the job at the time and i needed the money so i smiled about it you know for about another couple months until i graduated man but the whole time they were giving me shit you know what i mean because they didn't like me at that point man um so like it was just nonsense the tables the sections the way that you know fuck you fuck those guys so i you know and i you know how i am so you know you saw me yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so so that last the last week i just didn't give a fuck yeah the week before i quit um pedro and garrett pulled me in the office and they were like you know man you just don't seem like you're happy here, man. You know, is there something going on, man? You know, because you're not working that much anymore. Because I was giving up all my shifts that I could. I was working like two days a week at that point. Yeah. Shelby was just like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Like, I'm making enough money at my yeah. job. Just finish out your school. Get your job. Fuck it. You know, don't worry yeah. about it. You know, even if you lose it, who cares? Yeah. Um, so I was like, I didn't care at that yeah. point. So he's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, it just seems like you're not happy here. You know, would you be happy, like, you know, working like somewhere else or like, you know, just maybe like, you know, one day a week, you yeah. know, trying to like just try to push me out so i was like no man you know i'm happy here if anything you know i'll tell you you know blah 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 really thought about it and then the next day i went in and i was like you know what pedro i thought about what you told me i can't work here anymore i don't think i'm gonna be able to give you guys what you need he's like are you sure man we're, you know we're gonna have to put you on a, on a no hire no rehire and i was like that's the one that's the one for me (laughs) 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 you could see it in his face he started getting like all upset oh man and he walked into the office and like yeah and i and i just walked out and i literally dude i held my head high bro yeah i almost was about to get up on the table and dance but i was fucking fucking done with pf change everybody and i skipped out the door (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean, and, and we're not shit talking. We're just really stating the facts. I mean, uh, if you look at the way the management staff, I'm not talking about anybody particular, but the way the management staff is set up there, it's just like. Oh, they're robots. They, well, yeah, they, there's no <laughs> sympathy. And that's one thing I really appreciate 
about leaving this place and being at this new place. Right. It's professional. Yes. Do you and actually have call and off you time? You feel like a contribution, yes. not just like a piece of meat exactly. set to the, <laughs> set to the grind. <laughs> Turn it faster, Therese. We need more. And it's it is every sh- it was every shift that was like that. It was just ins- dude. Uh, have I feel for anybody who works as a waiter and waitress. I I I, I can't got do that anymore. For customer service for everyone, dude. dude. I show patience again. everywhere I go. I oh. tip. I'm nice. Yes. I show sympathy because I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely, uh, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. uh, I feel like, um, I don't know. I just take little experiences like that, like, as just pieces in my toolbox, you know, as far as just like all those lessons learned um, to help me grow. Like, even in like the job I have now and everything like that, just like, I just take everything for what it is. And just like appreciate the lessons, cause like I feel like I don't know if I'm getting, I'm about to get off a track, but like going back, that's why there's never gonna be a kumbaya, cause you need you need lessons. I'm gonna just strain that. Hold up, I got it. I'm sorry, B. Well, kumbaya, keep going. Oh shit, yeah, I was saying like there's never gonna be a kumbaya because we all need lessons to grow, and those lessons are sometimes painful. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, that and that's that's why I chalk it up to too as well. I've learned so many different lessons working there, and one thing that I can I can honestly say I've gotten better at is how I deal with people and my patience with people. I'm not. I'm because when you're a waiter, you have to deal with so much bullshit that people give you. You know, you have to deal with complaints and you're not and, and just doing things that are absurd. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't I can't even I can't even really think of how many times I was asked to do something that was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just crazy. Or but just treated like an actual slave. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and talk to like absolute slave. It's, well, it's just it's just a, it's a horrific experience. Like it should be a pleasure to have me yell at you and <laughs> serve me. Exactly. <laughs> And you got to keep being nice, but like, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel, I feel for the people who are working out there. Maybe there's some restaurants out there that are pretty cool and chill. Yeah, they're family owned. Yeah, family. <laughs> <laughs> the, they're not corporate. Yeah, the owners can tell you to get the fuck. Yeah, when when you're working for a corp- corporate franchise and you're in the middle of some fucking business town like Boca Raton, it's not going to be good. The, the the personality, the general personality tone and bulk over ton is entitlement what what is it in for me like this is a hot spot of what we're talking about <laughs> literally it's insane man but it's not like this everywhere man I mean, it's I'm, not i've been to other places man no it's i mean you know not to say that the grass is greener on the other side but it's like i don't know i think maybe it's just because of where the, the whole florida and everybody comes here, you know what yeah. I mean? And everyone's like, oh, everyone's a shithead from Florida. But it's like, well, wait a minute. All you fuckers up north come down here. Yeah. Everyone down south comes here. Everyone come, Everyone from the west comes here. Well, whoa, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. It's all you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it, this is a cesspool of just everything. I think, there's, I think there's also a huge drug problem down here. Dude, there's a huge drug problem everywhere. Yeah, but I think more, especially in South Florida, though. 
I talk to I talk to a lot of um, public strokes, workers. Folks, man. Yeah, I talk to a lot of public work workers. I, my my step pops is a fire captain in Tampa, and I know a couple people who are EMTs down here. Mm-hmm. And he he said he responds more to um, LODs. No, he respond he would respond respond more to like traffic accidents out in Tampa, but in Bo- Boca and like in, in South Florida, it's straight like medical issues, drug overdose, intoxication, things like that. It's because they all come down here for rehab. Yeah, there's so the many rehab. Yeah. 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 So like, we're in a cesspool of that. That, that that's what but it really is here from the with with heroin problems from michigan mm-hmm. meth problems from fucking like indiana Ugh. you know what i mean like speed yeah, and then it's the, like there's hella hella rehab centers research chemicals mm-hmm. bath salts you got all those people doing all those weird mdma over analogs and all those weird freaking drugs Oof, you've never heard that of. sounds cr- i'm so lucky i don't know anyone with the drug issue i've I just gotten I've, there's just, I'm, I'm, you don't I'm, I'm grateful. On that frequency. Yeah, but I mean, I know, I know people who parents are, and that's so something they can't choose, or like whose close family members are, and they can't choose that. I'm just grateful that that's not in my life because mm-hmm. I hear it, I hear it's insane. Like I, I saw this homeless guy yesterday driving from work, and he was just tripping out on the side of the road. He was like, he was like pointing, walking to people's cars, like point yeah. he was just he's doing weird stuff you could tell he was strong out on drugs it's like whoa yeah it changes your life it literally changes your dna and who now you imagine are. if it was one of your parents oh yeah i've or experienced like a brother that. a sister places that i've of and the people that i've known bro i've had family members with straight up mental disorders i oh my god dude i've had a couple friends i, I watched their mother pick up a ceramic vase in some psychotic fit of rage and chuck it at my friend's head with the oh, intent to kill her. Oh, my God. And then five minutes later, not remember it. Oh, my God. And then God. ten minutes later, be talking to her dead brother that isn't there anymore. Schizophrenia. Is that... Oh, my God. All bipolar, schizophrenia, multiple personalities, drug addictions. I've seen it all. <sighs> man. I've seen it all. That's tough. I've seen it all. That's tough. <laughs> Yeah. Not to try that, but I, I literally, I, you know, you grow up here, you literally see it all. Yeah, yeah. I that I, I think that's a pro growing up in a small community. You, there's a lot of shit you don't, you're not faced with, even though it's a simple way of life, a simple you, you, you think in a, a simplistic way. Mm-hmm. You don't really, um, you don't get the chance to exercise your full potential. In, it, most I would look people, at it as a balance of innocence and ignorance. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, and I, I agree with that. But you're, it's just on the on the flip side of that, you're not faced with all the crazy shit that goes in mm-hmm. places like South Florida. Florida, it, it, it's it, the whole entire Florida should be its own country. It's so comical <laughs> because you have like country hillbillies up north. And then at the further south you go, it goes like street racers. Little Cuba. Cute little Cuba. <laughs> like little it's, it's literally too fast, too furious down here. Yo. Like literally. I I I lived in Michigan. At night it was quiet as fuck. Stars were bright, whatever. Down here you Gunshots. can't even see the sky. No, no how dare you? What? You can't. <laughs> That's racist. Yeah. No. <laughs> um yeah, no, Pontiac was bad. I, I stayed in Pontiac for a year. It was really bad. It's like little Detroit. But um Bro. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I've heard some horror stories out from that area, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I knew a homeboy out there who had a friend who went to school. Apparently, there's some gang initiation going on around at the time where they were having dudes go to schools and lure kids to their side of the hood and then fucking kill yeah. them as a gang initiation. Yeah. Like blood in, blood out type of shit. Yeah. And, like, this kid literally had a fucking, like, 13-year-old kid lead him to a back of a house mm-hmm. where, like, three other dudes came out with a fucking uh, Mossberg, shot this yeah. kid in like, fucking stomach, dude. And you could see he lifted up his fucking shirt. And just, you could just see the Indians just hanging yeah. out there on the side, bro. He survived. But he laid there for like seven hours and well, that's what. What is that? Is that that's that's mental deficiencies? That's someone they're mentally sick, right? Bro, I, I, product of their environment, man. Partial, maybe mental deficiency, but then product of the environment, man. It's like you know, yeah. if you grew up and something was the norm, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know any. It's like Hitler, you know what I mean? That you get them when they're young, and they, they don't know any better. But my yeah. brother, my thing, my thing is, I grew up in a church. Right. Mm-hmm. I grew I grew up. I, I I know people who grew up in churches. I know people who lived in chaotic places and they were able to uplift themselves. I, do you is it is it partially that people need to take responsibility and and realize that maybe I shouldn't shoot a kid in the stomach and lure him to a game? Yes. What? I feel like like they have an late. option. They have an option. Is that is that meter not there? Do they not get anxiety when when they have those negative thoughts when they're trying to lead people to destruction when they're part of a group that they instinctively know is not correct morally? I mean, yeah. that doesn't even make. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that perspective is like. I mean, they can still recover, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just in that moment, I mean, like, as a young teenager, if you're part of your environment and also, like, you're you're influenced by your, like, you're very, like, you can be very influenced as a, as a, as a young teen. So, I mean, like, you do a lot of stupid shit. Obviously, like, there's different, like, levels to it, but I feel that, like, those are the type, like, young kid, like, think about how mean middle schoolers are. You know what I'm saying? And like that whole so it's like if you give people like kids guns and you tell them, hey, bro, like do this and they'll listen to you. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like at that point in time, they're not going to think about right or wrong if that's like what's going on. Mm. So to what you were saying, yes, but it goes back to what we were talking about before on a completely different subject with that everybody again in life is on a different stage on their path and at different stages they might not have the same coping mechanisms or the same ability to deal with things in a constructive way to go back and reflect on it and not have it fuck them up so then it turns them down a road that that's weird it's so, just fucking so you're saying so you're saying people need to experience certain things everyone needs to experience yeah. certain things exactly it's Damn. Imagine if you if your experience is being in jail for a lifetime because you fucking killed somebody or what, like Charles Manson? Yeah. Oh. That's creepy. Imagine having like 40 years with no contact but your own thoughts. Ooh. Imagine what that would do to your psyche. Do you think you could turn into some um like some super like positive figure? Just being able to um, have your thoughts, like just be able to think and think positively, like the, within a, like a a Nelson Mandela type person. 
What? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> You're just pulling stuff out of. What are you? I'll get off the rails. I'm high as fuck, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but but no, I've actually there are uh like um uh like monasteries or like monks that do retreats like that, like Jim Carrey did a retreat like that where you don't talk for uh a long period of time and you're just kind of stuck with your thoughts. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You said Jim Carrey's on point? Fuck yeah. Have you listened to anything about Jim I've, Carrey? I've, yeah, I've seen a couple of shit. Dude, yeah. Jim Carrey. Okay, listen. If Jim Carrey didn't trip balls on something. I, Was it DMT? He I, he never talked about it. But he had this break in his persona. You remember, he was putting out movies like Evan Almighty and The Mask. You know what I mean? Just Being that, that fool. And yeah. then all of a sudden he comes out and he's talking about finding your true purpose in life and breaking yeah. free of the shackles that bind you. Yeah. It's like, holy God, what happened yeah. to you, man? Like he had a complete like personality shift and break. Yeah. And like he's like, come on, wake up folks. You know, yeah. it's not about this anymore. It's about what you give to yeah. the world, you know, kind of thing. Not what you can take from it. It's like, whoa, who is yeah. this? And he and he like found he can like he found out that he can draw. He's a painter, like, dude. Oh, yeah. wow. He's like a fucking looking, legit artist. Like, really in a he warehouse. He has political drawings. All the size of this room. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. He's nuts. But completely genius. Yeah. Like IQ probably 180. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Loki, I feel like, I don't know. Like Loki, what I feel that happened was just like, because one, like he was already like really um, high level like yeah manifester because he did it opposite yeah like even you've seen like the okay so one like he used to listen to like hella like personal development tapes when he go to sleep and then he manifested like that one million dollar or ten million dollar check um and then like i was watching i think it was on netflix where it talked about uh, one of the he did like a role where he played somebody uh but it wasn't like a big movie but like basically him playing that role unlocks something because like obviously you know you hear about actors really getting into a zone and really like becoming that person oh yeah um and i guess it just like i don't know like unlocked him or some shit because he was just saying like the way he got into that role like one of the scenes or like before he while he was prepping for that role um he was looking out at the ocean and he was just thinking to himself because the the person he was playing was like a dead person. But like, I guess it was like a movie just trying to play that person. And he was looking at the water and he was just thinking to himself, you know, uh, you know, I guess, please give me a sign or something like that. If you're if you can hear me or some shit like that. And then like a fucking dolphin comes out of the water and he was like, that's it. And like he like he killed the role, but then I guess he had like a hard. I I I hear that actors have like hard times getting out of character. Um, yeah. And I think after that role, that's when he started like making that shift. But I feel like it was for the better because like what he's on now is definitely the right frequency. Not saying he was on the wrong frequency before, but definitely like pushed him to that next level to where like now he's like. Um, next level. Yeah, well, he has an ultra positive outlook of life. 
and which is always happy. Matt H is showing me something. Those Pictures. are all his paintings. Oh wow! <laughs> so I'm seeing Donald Trump go go back up to that. I'm seeing Donald Trump squeezes nipples over some cake. I see Jesus. Donald Trump as a witch. Wow, this he is does like, like a lot of polit- he does a lot of political um uh, drawings on Twitter and stuff like that. Well, let me see to keep. It. Well, he's not. He's deaf. He definitely doesn't like uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, it's it's um yeah. it's spectacular. His shit looks good. It definitely does. It it goes back to the point where like characters Dude, look at that. That's so it's like, yeah. like come on. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. You, what I'm seeing right now is a politician spitting out oil. Vomiting. I vomiting oil. River. And, yeah, it's about the pipeline. Yeah, and the pipeline is going up its anal cavities. Pretty <laughs> triple. All right, anyway, but I'm just, what, what I'm saying is I feel as if we all have the potential to reach that. If we choose wisely. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can unlock. You don't need to take DMT externally. Because, like, you can you can um have, like, a DMT trip without even taking it. Because you already produce it. So, I feel like that's probably what even happened to him. Like, he... Like, some people can... There was a point in time where people didn't have to really take psychedelics. They could already just do it. So, like, some, like, monks and things like that, some spiritual healers of, you know, back in the day could really just do it. You're talking about people who have practiced long-term meditation for, like, their entire lives. The psychedelic experience gives people a short glimpse into that. It's kind of like that because it turns off the default mode network. So it allows parts of the brain that don't normally communicate with each other to create new neural pathways and communicate in ways they never have. And then you experience, you know, people having weird senses and then you have out of body experiences and mystical experiences, which are completely ineffable when it comes to those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, because as soon as you start talking about that, it, again, it just it makes you sound crazy for yeah. people who haven't experienced that uh-huh. type of thing. So what you're saying is and what what the key to that is, is that psychedelics have a use in the sense that they can give you a uh, sort of a compass or you know a vision or not a vision i would say i would say a glimpse into what that would be like but the natural experience is goes back to the work that we have to put in ourselves to get to the point where those mystical experiences happen whereas the being high on the substance and those morphing colors and the the side effects of the actual trip are more just side effects to the actual message that's trying to be conveyed through the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just to just to cap that, I just me personally, I'm I'm just I just I'm gonna put myself in a position where I can give my chance to to do certain things like to, to meditate, to, to be one with myself, to ask myself the important questions about life and to open up my mind, continue to open up my mind and, and to widen my perspective on, on the world and just try to um, just accept everybody and be nice as possible and just continue out my journey. You know, I'm, I don't, 
I don't really know what the end will be for me, what, what I'll be end up doing, but I know I'm going to do something great. And I just got to keep homing and sharpening up my, not only intelligence, but uh, just my wisdom mm. in life. So being able to put yourself through things that you, that you might fail at, but it's you know you're going to get better. You. you have this deep desire to test to see what you're made out of. As do I. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's brought me to where I am. Yeah. I have a fear that I'm gonna be on my deathbed one day and I'm gonna look back on my life and not like it. You know? Why? I mean not not it's just it's just you should some... never live your life with regret. Okay. Man, dude. I, I, that came out wrong. It's you just did. I know, I know, right? No, it's 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 not how I feel, but it's it's one of those things where I wouldn't I don't wanna be on my deathbed. With any regrets. With any regrets, so I gotta, I gotta keep pushing. No matter how afraid I feel, or how nervous I feel, or just how complex the ta- task is, I gotta do it because I don't wanna, I don't wanna be on my deathbed thinking, "Damn, what if I created that podcast and went through with it? What, what would have went? How many lives would have impacted? How big would have grown? Would have changed? Would have made me meet people that would forever and change my life, enlighten me, and vice versa? Would I have created a better world? Would I have created a platform where teenagers have things to um, look look at, look at, and 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 look up to, and, and kind of be guided to the right path? It's just it's just so many unwanted questions that if you actually do what you want to do and set out um, your passion, set out for your passions and stuff instead of seeking for complacency. You know, you, I feel like you'll just, you'll unmark new territory, different territory in your life, and you'll actually be following your life journey. Hmm. But the message, have you gotten the message yet from any of your experience that you're supported through all of that and that things are going to work out the way that they ought to? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you shouldn't stress it that the out- yeah. of what the outcome ought to be and just enjoy the journey. Yeah. I think I think human nature I'm 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 still able to admit that I'm human. I'm still able to admit that, you know, my mind does wander sometimes. Everything, everything's easier said than done. Yeah. My my mind does wander, but I I truly and, and genuinely feel like I'm on the right path. I, I, I really do. I feel like I've applied the right mindset and discipline to the things I need to get done. And I feel like I am pursuing the right things that, you know, I'm supposed to be pursuing as of now. And then obviously, like Brian said, as your life continues to uh, go on, you you have that ability to adapt. You have that ability to evolve into who you truly are. So, yes, I do apply my just I just I, I apply the concept that you were talking about be just just knowing that I know that mm-hmm. I'm on the right path and just continue to ride life out, not being doom and gloom, not worrying and stressing myself There's out. Not a lot of people that can say what you just said, man. And that's why what I told you initially, remember in the restaurant when I when I told you that question that I like to pose to people to mm-hmm. see what they think and what they're really about. Yeah. What they want to do and what they what their what their plans are yeah. for life. You know, it's like it's so you know, it yeah. tells you. <laughs> yeah, it does. There you go. But, you know. <sighs> Man, that's... Just know that nothing can break you, though. I mean, ultimately, it's all like that mind over matter concept of that, you know, what we think creates our reality. Yeah. You know, you think, therefore, you are. You know, there's a lot of 
saying that poise is true. Um, and people, even nowadays, um, I don't know if either of you have heard of him, but there's this guy that I've mentioned him to you before. I think to Brian, I don't know, I, I think we did talk about it. Wim Hof. Yeah, Iceman. yeah, yeah, Iceman, Wim Hof. Before. I actually, it's funny, dude you know the way the small world of how things work out and how you know you meet people and there's uh, actually one of the other therapists at my work attended one of his workshops oh wow he came here and like got wow. to actually speak to the dude and have a one-on-one with him and wow. like worked with people in therapies and like did the cryotherapy wow. like with the ice and like in the cold and like get into the tub and like thing and go through that whole meditation and it's like yeah, man, like the fact that you can alter your DNA just by breathing a certain way and alter your immunity just by cr- controlling your breathing mm-hmm. proves that the potential for what people can really accomplish with the right mindset, the right dedication, you know, the right purpose, we don't even know. That's the per- that's the point of it. And that's the whole opposite side of the doom and gloom of being, yeah, we're here where we are. But we know where we want to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just have to figure out how to create it. Yeah, that's the only game, and that's what I was saying earlier. Also, about what's great about Jim Carrey, being that he spent his whole life wanting to be a part of the game and be a player in it, and got his wish and got his contract and made his money, and then figured all this stuff out, not having to overcome those obstacles. We are now that you know, and it's like. Fuck, not to say that we're even any sort of conscious like he is, but like, mm-hmm. or, or anybody, you know, else, you know, to try to compare yourself to another person. But like, you know, we figured this kind of shit out about ourselves and about the way things worked early, but we still have to be in it and we still yeah. have to learn how to make it work and get out of it to our benefit to be able saying. to yeah. be who we want to be and do uh-huh. what we want to do long term. Yeah. Because if we're stuck in this trap, uh-huh. It's just going to keep fucking wearing us down until we don't have the energy anymore to fight our way out of it or, or work our way out of it, you know? And and most people, unfortunately, don't even know that they're in that trap. Yeah. They, 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 just, they just think, for all they know, it's, it's just life. Job. Yeah, it's a good job. I got benefits. I got benefits. I got a parking it. spot with my name on it. Yep. I got to – I'm not even going to say too much on that. <laughs> but it's exactly how it is.